0: Hello, my name's Sarah.
2: And I'm Toby.
0: And this is the Whispering Woods podcast. This episode is all about...
2: More scary Christmas stories.
0: Yeah, I've got two scary Christmas stories today. i found them both really freaky, to be quite honest with you. We've got a shout-out to give today. So, Toby. Uh,
2: A shout-out to Valerie and Tony, who listen to the podcast.
0: Yeah, thanks, Valerie, for your message. And, yeah, special shout-out to Tony... Also, we want to say thank you to everyone who's left loads of messages and contacted us saying congratulations about the book. Really means so much. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, there's just so many that I will get to get some time over the next week or so to get a list together to give everybody a shout out um, because we really do appreciate it. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash The thewhisperinwords. Right, two stories. So I've got a short one. And then a long one. Are you ready for the first story?
2: Yes, I am.
0: This might sound ridiculous compared to some other posts here. But as it's Christmas time anyway, I decided to share this bizarre experience of mine. It's 100% real. And I made this account especially for this post. So that you don't accuse me of farming karma. I don't remember exactly how old I was at that time, but I was still in kindergarten. When my dad picked me up, we often used to stop by a park on the way home. For a little context, my dad was, and is, a great man. And when I was little, around that time, he used to make maps for treasures for me to find, and he would actually hide some real treasures around the park so that I could find them. So back to the story. We were in the park as usual, and while walking, there was a sewer hole from which were coming waves of steam, as if it was a furnace. We were heading towards it, and I remember my dad saying, Look, Look, look. maybe here here is is where Santa Santa prepares prepares the gifts gifts for the good good children." children. I laughed a little, because around that time, I already knew that Santa wasn't real. Then, as we passed by the hole, I looked through the holes of the covering and I saw a man wearing a weird triangle shaped hat. Everything happened very fast and I could only barely see through the holes and all the steam, but the man was sitting at the table and it looked as if he was writing something. When I saw him, I remember freezing for a moment and there were many things going on through my little head. I thought either that this was a real elf and my dad was telling the truth or maybe it was a man hired by him for me to see just like he had hid all the treasures. Anyway, I didn't tell him anything and he didn't say anything either. When we arrived home I remember telling my grandma that I saw a Christmas elf in the park and she laughed and said that's That's great," great or something. I knew she didn't believe me. My dad was also laughing. The following days I kept thinking about it, but with time, I just went on with the idea that my dad had some man to dress up as an elf and jump in the sewer for me to see, to make me believe in the magic of Christmas. Well, a few years later, I finally asked him about it, and he said that he never did this and asked me more about what I saw. I told him, and he said that it was probably just my wild imagination, and being little. However, I know exactly what I saw, and I remember it clearly to this day. I've even been back to the exact same park since then, to inspect the area. But a lot has changed since then, and that place looks totally different now. No walking path, no sewer hole, just plain grass. As the years went by... Whenever I remember that man, I start comparing him more and more with myself. I only saw him briefly, and from behind, but I could see his hair, and the colour and type were the same as mine. Also, his back looked like mine in some pictures taken as I've grown older. But this just might be me overthinking it. Anyway, this was my little story, and whether you believe it or not, it's the second strangest thing that has ever happened to me. I don't know about you, but I did find that really disturbing. Yeah. You know, I don't. I wouldn't want to see an elf down the drain. No thanks.
2: You know, when I saw it, I'd probably just, I don't know, I wouldn't do anything. I'd just look at it and just walk off, like,
0: Well, that's pretty much what he did, I suppose. I just, like, when I was probably about your age, Toby, I can remember making a treasure map, right? mm so I spent hours on it and I put it in the oven and crisped it to make it look old. And then I said to my mate that I'd found it. Yeah. <laughs> and I took her um, on a scary sort of hunt. Around <laughs> right the woods. Um, she's since admitted that she knew it was fake, but she just was was up for the adventure.
2: <laughs> mm. That's what me and my mate would have been like...
0: Yeah, we spent the whole day doing it. It was like fab. <laughs> Yeah. getting scared, like the it was windy up in the woods, we had a really good time I love it, but I wouldn't want to see an elf yeah. I just, I, in my mind I see the kind of creepy looking kind of goblin elf yeah. you know, and we all know what happened with me and the goblin so I'm not into that at all right, are you ready for the second story?
2: yes I am
0: this takes place a few years ago But I only found this sub recently when a friend of mine encouraged me to post my recollection of events here. For context, I'm a male in my mid-twenties and at the time I lived at home with my parents. We lived in a bigger than average house with a furnished basement apartment in a safe city in Canada. I live in said basement apartment, while my parents live on the top floor third storey. Hearing noises and sounds from upstairs, mainly footsteps or doors opening and closing, is not unusual at all if you happen to be in the basement. When my younger sibling comes home from college, these noises can even be heard late into the night, at 2 or 3am even. He'd sometimes have a car with him, so you could even hear the garage door open at odd hours, as he would park his car inside. Needless to say, hearing noises while sleeping was never a cause for concern for me, and I had simply become used to it. But during the Christmas period, a few years back, over the course of a few nights, I experienced strange occurrences that were downright mysterious, eerily creepy and borderline paranormal. My parents had flown south to a Mexican resort to get away from the cold and my younger brother decided to stay at his college town to party with his roommates I was alone in the house for at least a week until my parents returned which wasn't really a problem for me to make writing and reading this story simpler I'll break up events by night night one came home from my buddy's place at 11pm watched a bit of tv then decided it was time for bed. Before heading down to my room in the basement, I armed the security system, which, short of a security camera, was quite thorough. If anyone were to open any of the doors or windows of the house, a loud alarm would go off. The only way to disarm it was through an app, but if the alarm continued ringing for one plus minutes, the cops would be notified. I jumped into bed, and after a bit of Instagramming, I dozed off. A few hours later into my sleep, I was awoken by the sound of the garage door opening. Strange, I thought, because as I said before, no one was due home for about a week. 30 seconds later, I hear another loud sound. This was of the garage door closing. At that moment, I thought nothing of it, just maybe my brother decided to drive home earlier than planned. Still, I tried to stay up to try and hear who it was that came home, or see if the alarm would go off. After about 30 more seconds of waiting, sleepy me decides that it was probably just my brother, who parked his car in the garage and is now taking his time to come inside, probably smoking a cigarette or something. I doze back to sleep, and nothing strange happens the rest of the night when i woke up and went upstairs the next morning however there was no sign of my brother and no sign of any forced entry the security system hadn't been triggered and everything looked good i even called my brother to see if he'd came home at all last night he hadn't even the garage was empty and it didn't look like anything had been taken I shrugged it off as me imagining things, sleep paralysis, or just a really vivid dream, and went to work for the day. Night two. Same routine as before. After work, I hung out with some friends, came home, armed the security system, and went to bed. I was sleeping peacefully, having even forgotten about the events of the previous night, when all of a sudden, I'm awoken by the loud sound of the garage door opening. I sat up in bed, trying to make sense of what the hell is happening, and then decided it was worth exploring. I grabbed my baseball bat and jacket and head upstairs. As I exit the main door, locking it behind me, and make my way to the garage, a sense of fear comes over me. The garage door is indeed open, and the light inside had been switched on but there was no sign of anyone else. I pinch myself, almost in disbelief, trying to see if I'm actually awake, then decide to do a walk around the house just to make sure everything is okay. It's 2.30am at this point, and the neighbourhood is eerily quiet. My footsteps in the snow seem to be quite loud, but oddly enough, the neighbour's dog who just about barks at anything that moves, has been quiet this whole time. As I proceed to the backyard, the motion lights switch on, and what I see next moves me to my very core. Footsteps in the snow, and they look fresh. The trail suggested someone must have hopped the fence and gone window to window to take a peek inside. Although disturbing that seemed logical enough of a conclusion. Though how exactly this person got into my garage, I'm still not sure. At this point, I decided to call the cops. The cops showed up after about 30 minutes and walked around the place trying to find clues. Besides the footsteps, nothing worthwhile was found. However, one of the cops flashed his light over the fence into the neighbour's backyard from where I thought the footsteps came into mine, but found no footsteps at all. I found that extremely worrying, but the cops seemed to explain it away by saying someone probably traversed the fence and landed straight into my yard. I wasn't buying it, but seeing as though nothing had been stolen and no damage done, there was little the cops could do about it at this point. After they left, I went back inside my house, and stayed awake a while longer to see if anything else transpired. Luckily, the rest of the night was incident-free and I ended up passing out on the living room couch shortly after. Night 3 After work, I came straight home, cooked myself some quick dinner and then went to bed. Or at least tried to sleep. That was around midnight, but what happened the previous two nights kept me up for a while. Finally, after staying up waiting to see if something happened again, I passed out at 2am, I think. This time, the sound that woke me up was not the garage door opening, but the sounding of the alarm. Maybe it was because I was on high alert as it was, or just that I never fell fully asleep. But the minute the alarm started ringing, I was up on my feet, baseball bat in hand, Prepared for an altercation. I decided I'd let the alarm ring out without disabling it, thinking the cops would come rushing to my aid. The alarm kept ringing for what seemed like an eternity. It'd probably only been a couple of minutes, and my heart was pounding so loudly I could hear it. That's when it occurred to me I hadn't heard any sound coming from upstairs. No footsteps no door opening or closing, no noise of a forced entry through a window or something. I mustered up all the bravery I could and ventured out of the basement onto the ground floor of the house. After switching on all the lights that were on my way, I called out to see if I could get a response from someone that was there, if there was actually anyone at all. There was no indication that anything had happened though, and after turning off the alarm, I did a quick check of the doors and windows in the rest of my house. By this point, I was too scared to venture outside like the previous night, and only did so once the cops showed up 30 minutes later, by the way. It was the same officers again. We did a quick check around the house to see if there was anything suspicious, and once again found footprints in the snow. But these were at a different place these footsteps came across the front drive and made their way to the side of the house only stopping at a lower window that looks into the basement it looked directly into my bedroom by this point I'm terrified and once the cops leave again there was nothing they could do though they did say they would drive around the area and keep an eye out I decided to drive to a nearby hotel for the rest of the night once there I contemplated calling my parents, but didn't want to stress them out during their much-needed vacation, and didn't want to seem like I was scared in front of my brother, who'd probably just make fun of me anyway. I decided that I'd just go back home the next day and replace the batteries on all the security sensors. I'd managed to convince myself that was the problem, though that obviously doesn't explain the garage door opening randomly the previous two nights. Night 4 Came home from work early replaced the batteries of the sensors like I said I would armed the security system and went to bed This time it was in my parents room which was on the top floor I didn't want some creep watching me while I slept though I ended up not doing any sleeping at all that night in any case I'd brought my baseball batter with me just in case Around 2.30am that night, while watching some Netflix, I hear the alarm go off. Once again, this was out of the blue, with no sounds or noises of forced entry or broken windows. I jump up to my feet, pick up my baseball bat and start walking to the door, fully intending to go out of the room and see what the hell was actually happening. But just as I got to the door, something inside me told me that was a bad idea. I ended up locking the door instead. Mind you, the alarm is still going off, but I wasn't waiting 30 minutes again for the cops to show and decide to dial 911 myself using my cell phone. Still, there are no footsteps or any sounds of movements or noises. I walked in the window to see if anyone's out there, but nothing. Just as the 911 operator picks up and begins asking me what the emergency is, I hear the sound of my doorknob rustling. Someone was trying to enter my room, but this was no ordinary rustling either. It was fast, relentless and violent, almost as if the person trying to turn it was doing so at 100 miles an hour. I began yelling into my phone, someone's in my my house trying to kill kill me." me. The operator tried asking me for more information, but I was in such a daze. I just yelled out my address and told them to send the police right away. I then threw the phone on the bed and grabbed my bat, gripping it as tight as I could, waiting for whoever or whatever it was out there to finally break through and come to get me. But just a few seconds later, the rustling stops. The alarm is still ringing, but I hear no sounds of footsteps or movement, which at this point is making my imagination run wild, thinking of ghosts or other paranormal stuff. I was still standing there bat in hand waiting for some sort of dramatic entrance but it never came. Instead I heard the sirens of the police cars they sent two of them make their way down the street and into my driveway. At this point I decided that I'd rather jump out the window onto the garage and then onto the driveway to be with the cops than stay another minute in this house alone. It didn't matter if it was freezing outside or if I wasn't wearing my jacket, just wanted to get out. Once I broke the window and got on top of the garage, I managed to get the attention of the cops who helped me down and then asked if that person was still inside. I was on the verge of tears by this point, so could only manage a nod. Three of the officers went to check out the rest of the house while one stayed with me. About five minutes later they returned, once again, saying there was no signs of forced entry. Anywhere. I'm freaking out at this point, trying to figure out what the deal with the doorknob upstairs was. They then went inside the house to see if they could find any clues, and surprisingly, or not, didn't find anything. By this point, one of my neighbours, who's always been pretty helpful notices the commotion and decides to come and see what's happening. He must have noticed that I wasn't wearing a jacket and he bought me one. Meanwhile, the cops decide there's nothing more they can do and ask me to check with the security company about inspecting the system that has been installed, just in case it was faulty. As for the doorknob, they seemed understandably sceptical, but seeing the state I was in at that point, decided not to probe me too much on it. The same neighbour offered to let me crash on his couch for the night and offered me some food. I was glad to not be sleeping in that house. The next morning, over some breakfast, my neighbour tells me he has a security camera installed outside of his house, which actually captures a bit of my driveway and asks if I'd want to watch it to get some closure. I said yes, so he pulls out his laptop and begins playing the video from the night before. What we saw scared the jeepers out of both of us. And I think his, again, understandable scepticism completely melted away. We saw that, around 2.15, 15 minutes before all hell had broken loose the previous night, a bold man wearing nothing but dark coloured clothes walked up the street and stopped right in front of my driveway facing the house, he didn't continue walking, so technically he was never on my property, but he was there nonetheless, just staring, without any movement whatsoever, hands by his side. At 2.20 AM, he starts rocking back and forth, still with his feet planted in the same spot. And he continues doing this for ten minutes until two thirty, which is exactly when my alarm went off. He then turns around and and walks back in the direction he came, walking out of view. I was completely shook up again seeing that footage. It was so surreal. And although I didn't believe in the paranormal or ghosts, etc., that bit had me questioning everything I thought I knew. We checked the tapes from the previous three nights, and what we found was truly disturbing. This same person, bold, wearing dark clothes walked up the streets at around two fifteen AM, stopped in front of my driveway and went through his usual routine. The second and third night this took place, I'd come outside with a bat to investigate, but he would promptly leave at 230, basically minutes before I or the cops had a chance to see him. But what was truly strange was that in that video at least, he never once came to my backyard or even to the side of my house towards my basement window. He just stood at the foot of my driveway, staring, swaying, then left. I handed the recordings over to the cops, but unsurprisingly, he was never caught. I called my brother that day and asked him to come and stay with me until our parents got home. Thankfully, nothing happened after that night, but it did leave some lasting mental scars I slept with all the lights on in my room for a year after that and now need a nightlight to sleep. It also left me with more than a few questions. What the hell was that? How did it know where I was sleeping on the last night? What was the deal with the alarm going off and the garage door opening out of the blue? For the record, we had someone come and check up on the system but it was supposedly working fine did work fine after that night and what of the snow prints and how the hell did that doorknob hold for as long as it did did that thing on the other side intend on coming in at all what would have happened if it did
1: many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care
2: Uh, topers, like when people make monsters with their minds or whatever it,
0: it does doesn't it or yeah. witchcraft something freaky it sounds yeah I've thought that when I read it first of all, it sounds like he's manifesting with his mind for what reason though you know uh, what, why did he pick on him we don't know yeah but that is freaky and we still keep like I never see anything on a ring doorbell to this day I still wait I've even set it really sensitive now, but it picks up cats.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: but still, there's mind you saying that I need to actually go back through it and see if there is anything on there. Spend mm. a bit of time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see an elf out there.
2: Ugh, imagine. No, it seemed like an elf just walking down the step with like a thingy, a, a present on his shoulders.
0: <laughs> oh no way!
2: <laughs> I've should run out. And- Drop pig <laughs> none of that business around here yeah
0: give it a clothesline <laughs> do you know what a clothesline is nah it's a wrestling move oh, when yeah. you put your arm out you know and you catch somebody and around run the run neck past, yeah. yeah that one do that to it mind you it'd be little wouldn't it yeah so. I'd have
2: to stick out my toe like you
0: know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of this episode Enjoying and catch up with you again soon
0: Yeah, we'll catch up with you again on Thursday for some more festive, freaky stories. (laughs) Yeah, take care, everyone.
2: Goodbye.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus.